0: You, you receive an award in preaching, and today's time you are asked to <laughs> preach the word of God. <laughs> I have been under um, tremendous pressure, but it has been about Jesus all this while. And this afternoon is going to be about Jesus, and tomorrow it will still be about Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us pray. The only wise God, we come to you this afternoon with an open heart and open mind to receive seeds of your word planted upon the tablet of our hearts. Give us the eyes of grace to see hope in the midst of hopelessness. Give the eyes of grace to see your light in our world that is full of darkness and pain. Let my voice, O God, sublime into non-existence. Mute my voice and let your voice alone be heard. Increase in our midst and in our gathering that all else might decrease. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. The character of our consideration this afternoon is interesting to me because she is a testimony to the fact that God is an expert in bringing beauty out of brokenness and messy situation. That God is a specialty when it comes to bringing abundance out of scarcity, satisfaction out of hunger. So in the story of God, Moses has led the Israelites out of Egypt. They've passed through the Red Sea. They've walked through the plains, defeated many cities, many kings. And now they have gotten to the edge of entering into Jordan, into Canaan, I beg your pardon, The first generation out of Egypt, because of their disbelief and disobedience, couldn't enter into the promised land because God wiped them away. Even Moses, that humble prophet, that great intercessor, could not even enter the promised land. And a whole new generation have come up out of the wilderness, and they are about to enter the promised land under the leadership of Joshua. And there stands between them and their promise this major obstacle, Jericho. And Joshua, being a military tactician, sent out spies to take a survey of the city. I thought we only did surveys in IBS. But <laughs> and the spies found themselves in the house of a prostitute, the house of a prostitution, and quickly I asked the question, what good could come out of the house of prostitution? Could any better thing come out of the house of prostitution? Walk with me into the text. So Rahab hid the spies because the king of Jericho had sent men after the spies. And in the night, he went to the spies on the rooftop to engage them in a conversation. And surprisingly, he does, she does all the talking. She said, we have heard how your God had parted the Red Sea into two. And you people have walked on the dry ground. We have seen how your God has defeated the kings of the Amorite, the Sidon, and Ark. We have seen how your God had parted Jordan into two. And when I combine all this information and this data and the writings on the wall, I come to only one conclusion, that your God is the God in the heavens above and on the earth below. This statement was only made previously by Moses, that great prophet, when the people of Israel were in the plains of Moab. And it surprises me how such a heathen prostitute will make the same statement as a humble prophet of God had previously made. This is only possible when you put grace into the equation. It is only possible For a heathen, the outcast, the people that society will easily lay aside to come to the realization of the truth and the God of Israel, only when grace is at the center. Rehab told the spies that all the inhabitants of Jericho are terrified. They are scared. But you see, the news and the information that makes the inhabitants of Jericho afraid and scared to death, the same news engineered faith in Rahab. The same information, the same data they were getting sparked faith in Rahab. The rest ran in fear. How do you respond to the news from the doctor? How do you respond to the news from the media, from the world? The world is giving us all kinds of negative news, even without UMC. But what is our response as children of God? We don't talk like the world talks. We don't cry like the world cries. We respond to the issues and the information out there by faith. And the faith informs our imagination and our actions and our response. The inhabitants of Jericho in fear but the same information has sparked faith in Rahab. And because of the faith she hid the spies. And Paul will tell us later in Hebrews 11 that by faith Rahab hid the spies when they went to Jericho. Your faith will separate you from the world. Your faith in God will separate you from the rest of the world. By virtue of how you respond. It's interesting that that the writer Takes time to elaborate the identity of this character. In the first place, she says that she is called Rahab. Secondly, she identifies her as a prostitute. And in chapter 6, she says she's a woman. Is, is it sheer exaggeration? Or oh, she didn't have enough words, so she, she just have to jump up all this together? I think that there is a deep message for us in this identification, markers. When Jericho had been overcome and Joshua sent the spies to the house of Rahab, he said, go to the house of the prostitute and bring the woman out thereof. She did not say bring the prostitute out thereof. She said, Bring the woman. And and you see, the Hebrew rendition of that woman is the same rendition when God formed the woman out of the ribs of Adam. That ideal woman created in the garden is the same rendition we are encountering here. So what is the message for us? Joshua is seeing an ideal woman in a prostitution. Joshua is, is, is typifies Christ who sees the image of God in our messy situations. There is an ideal man in the house of adultery. There is an ideal woman in the house of adultery. And God brings out that ideal person out of that broken situation. Bring out that ideal woman out of the house of fornication. Bring out that ideal person out of that child abuse. Bring out that ideal person out of that house of wife abuse. The world easily pushes aside the people who have bad character. But I thank God That Joshua, whose name means God saves, saw Rahab through the eyes of grace. And he didn't see her mess. He did not see her brokenness, but he saw the beauty of God in her. And therefore he said, bring out the beauty out of her brokenness. Bring out the image of God out of the corruption. And God is empowering us God is giving us that eyes as we are going out into our world full of pain, full of brokenness, full of ugliness as ministers, as servants. How do we see the world? How do we see the mess around us. Don't give up on that child yet. Don't give up on that broken situation yet. Don't give up on your denomination yet. Don't give up on your church yet. God is an expert in fishing the treasures out of the piles of trash. He is a specialty in bringing out the rubies and the precious jewels out of the trash and the mess that is around us. Go to the house of the prostitution and bring out that ideal person. Don't even give up on yourself. You have looked up to your weaknesses for far too long. You you have looked up to your inadequacies and how you have bought in into the lies and the doubts that come from the world. And you self-criticize yourself. You see, like, like, like the man who was full of demons in the cemetery when Jesus met him. The Bible said that he cut himself with stones. Nobody cuts you, but you cut yourself. You wound your own soul. You buy into the lies of the world that I am incapable. My upbringing was not good enough. Therefore, my future shall not be better. You are carrying yourself. And that is the lies of the world. You are comparing yourself to others. What others are able to do and you are not able to do. And that cripples your faith in God. You will dwindle your calling because of the fact that you don't have the competency and what it takes. But God is saying that I see you through the eyes of grace. I see you through the lenses out of which I made you. And you see, what what interests me is the fact that whenever the situation is messy and is so broken, that is the time God begins to work his work and brings out the best. Look at England. In the time of that young and vibrant preacher John Wesley, His time was full of corruption, immorality was in the highest order, and God released him. He gave him a word, and John Wesley ran with that message. He preached until he turned the whole England around, and he brought it into America. The greatest moves and the awakenings that are in our history, And our forefathers have witnessed did not spring out out of flowery religious seasons. They came out out of broken religious system. The awakenings that we pride ourselves in and we we are happy whenever we read about them and we mention and we talk about John Wesley and we talk about Charles Wesley and Francis Asbury and all our fathers and mothers who have been faithful in the generations gone by. They sprung out out of broken and messy situations. When men have given up, God said, my hand is still in control. And God is sending you and I into a broken society. God is sending you and I. He he has empowered us through the rigorous academic exercises and the spiritual formations that we have experienced here. He is empowering us and sending us into such a broken world that we might be ambassadors of hope in a world of hopelessness. Don't give up on yourself. Believe in the God who has sent you. Our world is plagued with brokenness, pain, ugliness, but there is hope. Because our God has overcome the world. In his writing to his ministers in his district, Dr. Horatio Bona writes, Go labor on, spend and be spent. Thy joy to do thy master's work. It is the way the master went. Should not the servant tread still. He continues by saying, men die in darkness at your side without a hope to cheer the tomb. Take up the torch and wave it wide. The torch, that light times thickest gloom. God has given us the torch of the gospel. He has given us the torch of the light. He has given us the touch of His grace, that we may go out there into the world and wave it high, that men in darkness will see that at long last, there is hope. All is not lost. When I see the light, I see the hope. When I see the light, I see redemption. When I see the light, I see salvation. I pray that as God empowered our forefathers, As God strengthened and he poured his grace and his anointing in our fathers and our mothers in the generations gone by, who in their times and in their seasons preached the gospel without fear nor favor, went into rural areas, into urban centers with the message of the gospel and saved many, may that same God empower us as we are about to enter into our world and may the impulse and the anointing that and accompanied their ministry with that same grace and even in an increased measure accompany our ministry and our callings. I pray that you will not be afraid when you see the darkness. I pray that you will not be afraid when you see the mess and the brokenness. You will not run from the problem but you will run into the problem because God has given you that anointing to take. I pray that you will not give up on your call. I pray that when the going becomes tough and the mountains are so high and you can't see the way forward I pray when there are so many dusts unsettled I pray that you will hold on unto the God who called you years gone by the God who has been with you on this campus is the same God who is going to go with you I pray That when your denomination and even the churches around are giving up and the news is always negative, you will see the situation with the eyes of faith and the eyes of grace through the power of the Holy Ghost. And you will arise like John Wesley arose. And he said that enough of the rottenness, enough of the corruption, enough of the brokenness. I will preach the gospel of salvation. I will preach the gospel of the light of God. And then the world will turn around. We are on the verge of a new awakening. The negative news and all the hypens out of the media is an indication that we are on the verge of another awakening. But you see, God does not drop awakening out of the skies. He works through people. He works through people who don't even believe in themselves. He he chooses vessels who don't even believe and trust in their competencies so that the glory will not be to the vessels and the people, but the glory shall be unto our God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.